my God. It's power in the waiting. It's power in the waiting. See, when you're waiting on God, you got an assurance. You're not in hope. You know. You know. My God. It's power in the waiting. See, I know God can't lie. And if he told me to wait, my God, I better wait. power in that waiting he said I watch over my word to see it perform I watch over I tend to I know I can't lie so if I said it it's established my God see his word got to be established in your heart not in your feelings in your heart the word does see that's how you become immovable my God when the storm come that storm is there to shape you that storm is there to transform you my God that storm is there for you to stand on the word of God my goodness hallelujah Amen and amen. Father, grant us your grace in this place today. As we have kept your word of this holy assembly today. We honor you. We stand to our feet. We honor you, Father. And we lift our hands toward heaven. We know who we worship. His loyalty, his integrity surpasses his discipline, his fortitude, his faithfulness surpasses all earthly circumstances. Just trust on him. Lean on him. Don't lean on your own understanding. But lean on his understanding. Woo! Father, we bless you in this place today. We honor you. We know that we worship the true and living God. You're truly welcome in this place today, in the hearts and the minds of the people that have gathered here today to represent you, to establish you in this earth, Father. There's nobody like you but he did create us in his likeness we are his representation in the earth to a dying and lost world we have the ministry of reconciliation we can reconcile the loss into eternal life that is a true power of the gospel of Jesus the Savior the Messiah the anointed one the Christ the Christos the ancient of days nobody and he deserves all a 
have our undivided attention because he's given you all things. Oh, we bless you. We honor you today. I need y'all still to remain standing for the reading of the word. We need to go to the foundation. The cornerstone of our faith. God himself. So if you can, if you got two feet, you can, if you can. 1 Corinthians. Let this permeate your spirit. And he said that we are to be partakers of his divine nature. This right here is manifested in you. God is love. You are his expression of his word right here. You would only need this one scripture to fulfill everything in your life. Because when you have this scripture, it says, listen, that, listen, no Law can stand against love. No false accusation. Not the will of man. He says there is no law against love. No complaint, nothing can stand up to the love of God. Which now is expressed throughout you. These are not just words that people read. These are words that people live. They are engrafted into us. God is love. And I'm made in his image, in his likeness. Amen. Now let's receive this as such. Man of God, go ahead and read this. This is 1 Corinthians chapter 13. This is the love chapter, the foundation of this ministry, and what should be the foundation for all of our lives. The scripture reads, if I can speak in the tongues of men and even of angels, but have not love, that reasoning, intentional, spiritual devotion, such as is inspired by God's love for and in us, I am only a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers, the gift of interpreting the divine will and purpose, and understand all the secret truths and mysteries, and possess all knowledge, and if I have sufficient faith so that I can remove mountains, but have not love, God's love in me, I am nothing, a useless nobody even if I dole out all that I have to the poor in providing food and if I surrender my body to be burned or in order that I may glory but have not love God's love in me I gain nothing love endures long and is patient and kind love never is envious no boils over with jealousy 
is not boastful or vainglorious, does not display itself haughtily. Verse 5, it is not conceited, arrogant, and inflated with pride. It is not rude, unmannerly, and does not act unbecomingly. Love, God's love in us, does not insist on its own rights or its own way. For it is not self-seeking. It is not touchy or fretful or resentful. It takes no account of the evil done to it. It pays no attention to a suffered wrong. Verse 6, it does not rejoice at injustice and unrighteousness, but rejoices when right and truth prevail. Mm. Verse 7, love bears up under anything, mm. ah, and everything, everything. that comes oh. is ever ready, ready to believe the best, best of every person. person. Woo! Its hopes are fadeless under all circumstances and it endures everything ha! without weakening verse 8 love thank you Jesus oh thank you Lord. glory love Woo. love never, never fails, fails. it never fades out or becomes obsolete or comes to an end. As for prophecy, the gift of interpreting the divine will and purpose, it will be fulfilled and pass away. As for tongues, they will be destroyed and cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. It will lose its value and be superseded by truth. Our knowledge is fragmentary incomplete and imperfect and our prophecy our teaching is fragmentary incomplete and imperfect verse 10 <laughs> but when the complete and perfect the total the total comes the incomplete and imperfect will vanish away. It will become antiquated, void, and superseded. See, when I was a child, uh, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. But thank God now that I have become a man. Uh, I am done with childish ways ah. and have put them aside. Verse 12. For now we are looking at a mirror that gives only a dim, blurred reflection of reality as in a riddle or an enigma. But then, when perfection comes, oh. we shall see reality and face to face now I know in part imperfectly oh but then I shall know and understand fully and clearly 
even in the same manner as I have been fully and clearly known and understood by God. Verse 13, and so faith, hope, love abide. Faith, conviction, and belief respecting man's relation to God and divine things. Hope, it is my joyful and confident expectation of eternal salvation. Woo. Woo. And love, love. is the true affection for God, God and man, growing out of God's love for and in us. These three, but the greatest of these is love. Woo! My God. Y'all may be seated in heavenly places. My goodness. Every time you hear that. Uh, let, let, me, let me change that. Every time you receive that. Every time that becomes a part of you. Engrafted into your spirit, your soul, your mind, your will, your emotions. That right there is the regulator. That right there is the determining factor how I interact with you. Clearly, plainly seen. If someone truly is operating, it's clearly and plainly seen. Would y'all agree? Mm. Jesus said, come and learn of me. Well, today we're coming to learn of him and his great love. That is a love story right there. That is true romance right there. That's true relationship. Anybody agree with me? That's the kind of relationship that we are supposed to have. No, no, no. Did y'all hear that? That is the kind of relationship that we're supposed to have. Anything less, anything less than that is unacceptable. Watch this. In God's eyes, not mine's. But in God's eye, if I treat you any other way than what that is, that is not acceptable. There's a heart issue with me then. Would y'all agree? Is that us? Is that us? Go ahead, just do a little self audit. Is that me? Is that what's inside of me? Is that how I respond? Come on, y'all. Is it? You mean this is impossible? <laughs> Do y'all believe it's impossible? I would surmise if you don't have God's love, I would surmise that that is your passport. Because he said when he come back, he's coming back looking for faith. 
He's not coming back looking for your house, your, your business, your car. He's not looking for that. He's looking for himself. He's looking for the image. That's the image of God that we're created in. And this right here is just a dress rehearsal. I mean, have we, have we, have we shown up? You know, the dress, it's a dress rehearsal. That means you got to have on the appropriate attire. That's right. It's a dress rehearsal. This whole life is a dress rehearsal. Though your garment be as crimson. See? But he's looking for that garment that is without spot, blemish, or wrinkle. Those are not impossibilities. Those are possibilities. Determined by your maturity. Paul said, when I was a child, I thought, think, moved, reacted, responded like a child. You know when you tell a child don't do something, what's the first thing they do? Talk back. They get upset. Paul said, you know what? Forget that. I have put away childish things. I'm going to get nobody. I got like one, two claps on that. It's like we come... It's like we come to church, we got big blocks and, you know, <laughs> moving them all over, spelling stuff. And... Yeah. Paul said, I'm full grown now, mature. Love matures you. I mean, what if we just act like our children act? I mean, come on, y'all. See, one of my jobs as pastor is to help you with the way you think. My job is to help you with the way you think. Because the way you think is the way you go. The way you think is the way you go. So that's why people need or sheep need a shepherd because it's going to help you the way to go. I know some of the it's going to be some hard places we're going to go, though. But we're going to get there. But those hard places are there to help you. Amen? <laughs> okay, but nobody wants to go to the hard places. Who wants to go to the hard places? Now, look, I'm going to be honest. I don't want to go. But I have to go. And Jesus didn't want to go to the desert, but he was led of the Spirit. Now, come on. Ain't that right? See, the way we are in church shows that you need a shepherd. So it shows that you need help in the way that you think. And that's okay. It's nothing to be embarrassed about. That's God's plan. That's his design. Amen. So why do people, you know, kick against the pricks? Hmm. Pastor just trying to do his job. Make sure you get there, and your garment is truly white and clean. Amen. You're not getting in with anything. If you got something against your brother, you are not getting in. Hey, newsflash! No matter how much you convince yourself that you don't see, God already knows. He had a foolproof plan, and it's called repentance. Oh, wait a minute! True repentance. He has a foolproof plan. And my job 
my job. Y'all make my job hard. But I love you anyway. It just make me draw you. See, I do the opposite. It make me draw you closer to me. Come on. I understand. Come on. We can do this. Only if you want to do this. You quit the race because you fall down. Get up. In this race in the kingdom, all you got to do is get up. That's all you got to do. Get up. That right there helps you get up. Matter of fact, that right there helps you not fall down. And if you do, it's a nice little cushion there for you. Amen. Amen. I love y'all. You know how you know. How, how do you know I love y'all? Tell me how you know that I love you. Who, who hasn't experienced pastor love in here? Because something wrong if you haven't. One, I'm dedicated. I'm going to always be up here until he called me home. Hello? When you're in a relationship, you, you will never want to be without that person. Yeah. I don't want to stay home. I want to be with you. Amen. Come on, y'all. Y'all married? Y'all, you don't. Or, or are we? There's no point that I want to see my children. I'm in love with them. Wow. Sometimes I, I know our backgrounds have messed us up about what real love is and then you know watch this real spiritual fathering spiritual father that's what God said so you he said you got a natural father that's fine because you wouldn't be if you didn't now his role is could be different but you have a spiritual father that's here a spiritual okay hold on a spiritual father Who's going to deal with you spiritually? Who could get mad at that? That's my job. Mm. I got a question for you before I get going. Because we're going to go back. I got to go back to, uh, are you a peacemaker? I'm, I, we kind of veered away, but I'm going to come back to that. But I got to bring you up to speed on that because this is going to change your life and the people around you. This teaching. Okay? I got a question though. <laughs> oh. Let me see here. Okay. I know everybody. It's Pentecost, Pastor. What are you doing? No, Pentecost was last week. See, we're on the wrong calendar. See, the church, how we don't even know the season and the time that we're in. But it's the tra- tradition of men. This tradition of men. Why does everybody, they celebrate Pentecost, but we got six other feasts. And it's the one of the giving of the spirit when the church was birthed. Meaning now you have, without excuse, because you have the spirit of God to actually do that. Oh, Jesus, y'all get Y'all all right? Look, just the way I teach. I teach with love. But, but also the Bible says, who he loveth. He changed it, corrected. And if he don't ever correct you, he says that you're a bastard child. You have none of him. 
Right? That's what the word says. What father just let your child do what they want to do? They'll hurt themselves. And they'll hurt others. And them others will hurt others. I'm a spiritual father. Meaning that I'm not going to deal with you in your flesh. It doesn't profit us anything. Y'all let me do. And don't let the enemy talk to you about your pastor. Because he will. <laughs> Y'all know Satan got a critical spirit. Okay. <laughs> I got a question for you. I got a question for you. When a storm comes. Where's the best place to be? Okay. Let me, let me go here. Let me, let me take it down a little bit. When a storm is coming. Right? Did y'all hear what she said? I mean, y'all should know when a storm comes, where do you want to be? Do you want to be in the storm? You want to be under the covering. You want to be covered when the storm comes. Right? Right? You want to be, you don't want to be outside and exposed, do you? See, when you have a storm, what comprises of a storm are many elements, not just one. A storm has many elements. So the storm in your life has many elements to it. Can I pastor? All right. See, the problem is, is when when you see a man of God up front talking to you, you just see man. You get upset. You can get mad at man. But in God's kingdom, the way he organizes it and is in correct order, always in order. Is that he speaks to you. If he could find one that would actually speak truth to you. He speaks truth to you. See, most of you just see me here as pastor, as pastor. But you don't see that I'm the voice of God for you. That, that's, I'm his set man. In the earth. I'm the one that's willing to do what he did. Die to self. Totally. For you. Hello? See, see, it's, I'm, being, I'm telling you what spiritual fathering is. Not natural father. I'm talking about spiritual father. God's design. And just like you don't have... Sometimes your father might do something and, you know, he, he only can output what was ever inputted in him. He can only treat you with what he's been treated with. So you can't hold that against him. Love him. The Bible says honor him. See, and it's the same thing with your spiritual father. That part of honor. 
He gave the children a directive. Honor your mother and your father. And he tell you to try to understand him, her or him. He said, honor them. Honor them. He didn't say try to understand, figure out why. He said, honor them. See, this is the thing when we come to church. No, nobody is telling you the truth. How are you supposed to behave? Spiritually. That's, that's love. That's all the scriptures. From Genesis to Revelation. That's all the scriptures, love. So you truly only need one, because I believe it's one book. We broke it into chapters and paragraphs and all that, but it's one story, it's one book. One event. See, we, we, our, our understanding about why we come to church and who are being a pastor or a spiritual father in your life and and we get upset at a spiritual father. Are you serious? He, he's, he's speaking for God. With fear and trembling. Not like you, but with fear and trembling. Jesus, did I say that? Did he, yeah, that's the way. Yeah, because that's your person. That's how, okay. See, this is my conversation. Did they receive it, Lord? We get, we got to stop this, y'all. We, we, we have a job to do amen we have a job to do and when we all do our jobs to make everything good everything easy everything flows spiritual father i got another question see but you you'll get you'll get you'll get like one clap on that now, i mean if i was in the audience, i was hearing the type where y'all had to sit me down is that is that is that rod up there again he just going somebody sit him down Cause that's how I used to be at my other church. That's how I was. See that? I'm, I'm in every video, every tape that you hear back in the day. I'm in every last one of them. You're going to hear me talking to my man of God. See what I need to do. That's how I was, y'all. Some of y'all know that. Don't be, somebody that know that. Because I was engaged. I understood when he came in what I was ready to receive from his mouth because I didn't see him as man. I didn't see him as Carol Warren. I saw him as the mouthpiece of God for my life. Still have the utmost respect for him. Every time I see him, I call him dead because he is. Only pastor I ever had. I know it's God talking and not me. You know, I know, you know my voice. But when I'm up here, I ain't no different when I'm back there. But in some people's minds, I am. But I'm not. I'm one person. I got one mind. I'm not double-minded. The Bible said the double-minded man receives nothing they said, don't even let him think that he received something from me. <laughs> Y'all all right? I got another question. When it rains, tell me 
When you rain, when it's raining, what is the first thing you do? When you're out there in the rain, what is the first thing you do? It's a storm. Yeah, yeah, but what's the first thing you do? That's right. No, no, what's the first thing you do? Come on, ladies. All right, see there? See there? Did you hear that, what she said? She said, cover your hair. And that's the truth. You cover your crown. But the question is why? The question is why do you cover your head? Soon as and I got I ain't got no hair, but when it rains and I'm outside, I cover my head. You know why I cover my head? Because if I don't cover my head, my vision is obscured. Because my vision is obscured. That's why you cover your head. How you doing? Welcome to Walker Ministry. I'm Pastor Rod. This is everybody. Family. And come on now. Come on. The first thing you do is you cover your head. Oh, Listen, and you know why? And then what happens when you got the wrong covering? What happened? Oh, mm, oh, Jesus. Oh, you make wrong decisions. Oh, mm -hmm. that's what happened. That's what happened. That's what happened to us. Because you don't have the proper covering. Your hands ain't sufficient. You need something broader. So your vision isn't obscured so you can see and make the right decision. There's a curve right there. I make to make sure that I don't trip and fall. Well, guess what? As your pastor, that's what I'm doing. That's my job. Because you're in a storm and you can't cover yourself. I'm just saying that. Hmm. And I'm going. I'm going on home. <laughs> Pastor, no. <laughs> Wait a minute. It's a curve right there. And when you fall, don't you see that broken bottle right there? You're in a storm, and you need shelter. And you need covering. This is why I said, don't nobody. Go ahead, Tiffany. Man, I'm telling you right now. Yeah. Vision's obscured. It's a storm, and I can't see properly. We try the first thing we do when it's raining. The first thing when it's raining, this is what we do. Because you, you got to move. You can't stay right there. You got to move. And the faster you move, the wetter you get. But if you just slow down, you won't get as wet. I see y'all, we ain't, y'all ain't ready for a real pastor. Help you with your mind. Go ahead, Sade. Stay under the covering, Sade. Stay under the covering. Stay under the covering. And I ain't talking about some other church. And I'm talking about your pastor. See, that's what I'm talking about. I ain't talking about a church. I'm talking about your pastor. This is where your covering is.
I hear from God for your life. Listen, it's for your life. That's why I have to preach what's happening because your life is happening. And you need a word to help you with what's happening. It wouldn't do you any good if I teach you something that's not happening. But that's happened when people are in their feelings. They don't see that I'm the spiritual father. And I'm trying to protect you, but you can't see. Amen. Woo. That's good. That's real good. This, this is just family, y'all. This ain't nothing else. This is how God operates. That's how he operate. Amen. See, but we've been so conditioned in church and our concept of what church is supposed to be and what a pastor is supposed to be. Our, our concept is, is been skewed. And then when we see the real thing, we don't we, we can't accept it. See? See? And, and it's like counterfeit dollars. I know you heard this, but hear it again. A counterfeit, he doesn't study. Listen, you don't study the counterfeit. You study the real. You study the real thing. But it's hard to find the real thing. Because the real thing don't match up to how you feel and sound. It's just like you can't have every father come into your house and raise your children. You can't have just any father come in. Can you? Sometimes it takes one, two, three times for us to know that one. That's the absolute truth. People step out of their, oh, oh Jesus. I, I, got a, I got the, the ultimate thing I want to get to y'all about this piece is about understanding jurisdiction. Oh, there they come. Bible said, don't you touch one of them. Don't you mislead one of them. You gotta be careful with people when they step out of jurisdiction. I mean, I had somebody tell me that I should let somebody come up here and teach. Are you serious? See, we we get mis we, we get caught up in anointing. And purpose. And if I wasn't a good shepherd, see, I caused damage to that person. Based on what you think you saw. See, that's a good shepherd right there. Protect both of you. You're going to love one, you're going to hate the other. You can't do both. See, that's a spiritual father that has to be able to understand that. I understand what you were saying, but if I wasn't mature, guess what? I'd be offended. But this is the end of offense. You got to see beyond what they're saying to see what they're saying. Amen? Y'all got to know how many times I told y'all the enemy be talking. Okay, y'all better know how to understand his voice. If it don't line up to the mouthpiece that God has placed in me, that's the enemy. If it's contrary to that, that's the enemy. This is like one-on-one, y'all, warfare. Come on. 
you know, you get yelled at your little kids and they, you send them and let them play over Billy House or something. And they come back and now they got an attitude and because at that house they could do that. And, and you'd be like, where did that come from? I know you ain't going to put up with Nathan coming back talking to you. I know you ain't going to put up with that, are you? Ain't no way Nathan going to come in here and talk. Where you been? He'll bring that right back in here. The same thing happens. Where you been? Who you been listening to? You, you did what? That's why you can't just let your kids go anywhere and spend the night with anybody. Mm. <laughs> I love y'all. Okay. <laughs> okay. Y'all love me? There he goes. There he goes. There he goes. That's me. When I was little, that was me. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's what I gave y'all right there to save y'all souls right there. All that little, that little side note is really good for you. I'm coming here talking some stuff. What is it? That don't sound, that's not what our house talk about. Billy, where have you, what have you done? And then, the, and, and, well, their parents let me do this. They can do this. I can, they can stay up all night. They got cell phones and stuff. And you come back in here, we ain't doing that. So what do you do with that child if you come back and do, what do you do with that child? You correct them because you what? And that's not how this household works. Right? That's guidance. Wow, practical things. Just little practical things. All right. I love y'all. Mm. Ah, are you a peacemaker? Hmm. So if God gave us this, he wants to know. He's, he's actually teaching us living a living alive experiment, should I say. Uh, it's like a scene. It's a real one right now. It's live. When we come to the gathering, it's live. God said, I already give you the script. You got the script. We got to read our part. We got to see where we are, right? Okay, that's what we are right now. Why do we get mad at the script? The script is already written. <sighs> okay. Mm, okay. Anyway, I got I got, I got a little small meeting at, at the end of the church. You'll be notified. The boat is dry. Okay. Minister, can you do this for me? Can you go to 2 Peter? We're just doing a little review. I, I, I may not even be able to get into the whole thing this time, but just got to bring you up to speed because I, I know how many have went back and listened. I don't think so. Maybe a few, but it should be all... It should be everybody. You, you have to listen to what you're being taught. You got to make time for it because you're going to find yourself in it and you're going to have the answer for what you need in the teaching. Watch this. Once you get help, you can help someone else. The plane is going down. They say, put your mask on first. Then you'll be able to help someone else. And ultimately, we want to help someone else. Amen. Shorten their duration. I don't like to stay in the fire. Go to 2 Peter 1. Two. I 
Second Peter chapter one at verse two. May grace, God's favor mm. and peace, which is perfect well-being, all necessary good, all spiritual prosperity and freedom from fears and agitating passions mm. and moral conflicts be multiplied to you. In the full, personal, precise, and correct knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Now, this is so good. All spiritual prosperity, freedom from fears, agitation, passions, and moral conflicts. Not spiritual, moral wow. conflicts. Fleshly, natural things. You talking about me. I'm talking about you. Come on. Do, do y'all see this? You are free from all of that. Fear, agitation. You, you are free from that. I love you. When, you, when it, when it finds you, be like, I've been. If I'm telling you, being on the other side, man, I've been here. This, that's all. When it finds you, it, it'll change you. When it finds you, it changes you. When it finds you, it changes. Look at that. You can just tell them, get, get one of the kids, bring it. Back. But, uh, <laughs> while she's sleeping. <laughs> I'm say, I want that anointing too. All right. <laughs> do y'all see this, y'all? Do y'all? <laughs> I'm just saying. Moral conflicts. Be multiplied. Oh, the full personal. Look at that. Correct knowledge of God. It's the peace, peace is the correct knowledge of God. Peace is, is the correct knowledge of God. Not your feelings. Y'all should just be tired of your feelings. That's not a spiritual thing. See, that's not. But Satan, you. Oh, my goodness. This is going to be a long review. All right. I can't move on. Okay. All right. I'm just trying to do this review because. I've been told I got stuff to, to do anyway, but y'all gotta y'all gotta y'all gotta work with me, all right? <sighs> Did y'all hear that? She said, "Who is y'all?" I would guarantee you that everybody can point to the <laughs> subject of matter on that one. <laughs> Go ahead, Nathan could probably do it like. Teacher, <laughs> 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 like, I got that. It's her. Paul said, it is me. All right. All right. So we can clearly see that grace and peace can be available to the saints. Isn't that right? It's available. And it can be increased. Listen, it can be increasing in its dimensionals. It can be increased. That's what it says. Oh, go to. Mm -mm, here's, the, here's the go to. Go to uh, <laughs> Psalms 3414. It's just review. This is a powerful scripture. And if you can understand it, actually what it is saying, my goodness, your life will be changed. 34, 14. Psalm 34 at verse 14. Depart from evil mm. and do good. Seek, inquire for, and crave peace and pursue. Go after it. Can, can you just read it one more time? Just one more time. 
Psalm 34 at verse 14. Depart from evil. Okay, hold on, hold on. So, for peace, you have to do something. First. And you can't have peace first because something is in the way. Something is attached to you. Something you invited to you. I'm just saying, we, I know it's like a review, but God, he gives, he, this is why he can take one scripture today and it gives you something. I can come back two hours later and I can see another dimension of it based on my thinking from the time that I left it. Y'all got it? Don't ever get tired of hearing the word, the same word. The same scripture. Okay. Because it's always conforming you, changing you, revealing to you. That's what the word does. See, I want to take us to some deep places, but I got to get us, listen, I got to get us operating in truth. So you're not throwing your pearls before swine. The Bible says if you do that, they trample over them. Turn back to you and trample over them. Amen. Matthew 7, 6. It's there. All right. Come on now. That's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to be the word. Engrafted. The word's supposed to be engrafted into you. It's not no rejection. It's engrafted. Come a part of you. It's called the living word. My goodness. And you're supposed to receive it with gladness. Woo! Amen. Okay. All right. Oh, look, look at that. Depart from evil and do what? Good. So you have an ability to do good. Ain't got to do what somebody did to you, but you have to release that evil so you can do good. Then you will want to inquire for and crave peace and pursue it and go after it. Mm. How many of y'all going after peace? I know it's, it's, it's a lot of detention and from every corner. And I know this is what's going on here and this and that. But are you still going after peace? Are you craving it? I desire peace more than confusion. I desire peace. My God. Woo. Jesus, my God. That's just a review. Woo. My God. Mm, mm, mm. That's that's what that's what love does. See, when you love somebody, it compels you. Oh, we gotta have peace in my house. We gotta have peace in this situation. No, we gotta have peace with you and me. No, we gotta have peace. I'm gonna strive for you. You gonna strive with me? If you don't, you're gonna get pulled over. I'm telling you right now. Woo! Glory to God. See what happens when we come together and God is speaking to you. Listen, you, you can't see that it's, it's Rod. It's God speaking. He's speaking to you right now. And you will be accounted for what you heard. Oh, Jesus. Woo. Okay, here we go. Okay, here we go. Yeah. That dress like this more. The vest got me all tight. I'm, I'm feeling loose today. I'm ready. Woo. <laughs> we need to be <laughs> I want to say this I'm going to jump in there we need to be an extension of this teaching 
We need to be an extension of this teaching to people. We under the scope of peace. We need to. Y'all, y'all, y'all gonna extend it out? Okay. Well, it start with you. Peace in the Bible refers to many things. Restlessness, wholeness, completeness. And I told y'all in this teaching, I wanted to come from peace, from this dimension of the absence of disturbance and tranquility. I told y'all I wanted to come from this angle of man. That's what we were talking about. Y'all remember? Okay, some of y'all do. Well, I'm going to help make sure we do that. I don't want y'all just to, uh, you know, follow, you know, after peace. I want us to actually claim peace and walk in the fullness of it. You deserve it. You deserve to walk in the fullness of peace. Not a bunch of, you know, chaos. You deserve it. It is possible that the Bible says through the knowledge we can access a dimension of peace. It's, see, with God, is just not peace, shalom. It's, it's more. It's more than that. Okay? So let's explore the word of God, I told you, on the subject of peace. Amen? Amen? Then I told you, psychology is an area that many times we frown at when it comes to that kind of communication in church. When we're talking about people's mental health. Mm. Shouldn't be nothing frowned, though. <sighs> Listen to this. And it's a lot of times in church, it's not relevant. And I said, that's why God gave us aim too. And if you haven't been a partaker of it, see, that's the problem. If you haven't been a partaker of it, it's, it's still God speaking. He said, deep calls unto deep. And teaching I have submitted ourselves to be in the deep. So he's going to give us stuff that's deep. He said, deep calls unto deep. Amen? Amen. <laughs> What's that thing? Ayala fixed my life. I mean, I'm just saying, what is that? Something like that? Ayana fixed my life. The teacher's saying, I got the answer right here, Ayana. This. Y'all help me. All right. <laughs> Watch this. Many times in church, we study God, and it's very profitable, and we study Satan, right? Mm -hmm. We study all kinds of things, but we never, as I said, we never study man. We study God uh, as a subject, and we study Satan to understand how to triumph over him. But listen, I'm telling y'all, the blessings come from God, right, to man. To man, all trouble and destructions come from Satan to man, right? So either way, man has to <laughs> represent kind of that, that midwife in the middle, right? So we can receive those blessings because you are, you, you, you're in the middle. You got God, you got you, and then there's Satan. Y'all got it? All right. 
who you yield to operates through you. <laughs> but it won't be plain. It'd be so subtle. Okay. All right. Let's go on here. Let me get in here and do this right quick. Woo. Jesus. All right. I'm going to skip some things here. Uh, okay. All right. Until we understand the psychological composition of man and the very fabric of man's nature, it becomes very difficult for us to understand where, how, and why trouble comes in the place. Why? Listen, we have a problem if we don't understand man, right? And the nature of man, it makes it difficult for us to understand where, how, and why trouble comes to us in the first place. Why conflicts happen? Why bitterness? Why unforgiveness? Why all of these things come because of Man. Right? So you need to know where all conflict. If I'm in a conflict, I want to know where did it come from? Mm. Mm. Is it me? Oh, that's the hard question. And God said, yep, it is you. This conflict is going to show you where you are. It will locate you, Adam. The conflict will locate you where you are. Y'all got me? But we don't want the conflict. But the conflict is necessary to locate you. God know we are. Adam, where are you? Are you sitting? You're in the garden where I place you. But you're not in the position that I place you. I come and I find you out of jurisdiction now. Oh, y'all ain't ready for that one, teacher. Mm -mm. See? Who moves you out of your jurisdiction? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Adam. Yes, sir. That's what he said. <laughs> Y'all listen to that. I got to jump all around. I got to make sure we get there. Psychology. It's the science of the study of, human, of the human mind and its function. Watch this. Especially those affecting behavior in a given context. So you really can study men when they're in the conflict. But guess what? That's what Satan does. He, he studies you when you're in your conflict. Come on, Rita. That's what he does. He'll student two other words. Mm, go ahead. Y'all hear what I said? <laughs> Listen to this. It's the study those affecting behaviors in the given context that you find yourself in. The mental characteristic or attitude of a person or group. So you got group of people got the same attitude. A group of people that have the same attitude. They got the same influencer. Characteristic. The mental and emotional factors governing a situation or activity. This is part of talking about the psychology of man. So it, there's, there's activity that follows that 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 characteristic there's activity always activity this is the study of man psychology Satan is a psychologist 
Mm-mm-mm. Okay, y'all okay? Yes. All right, all right. I have to skip around. All right. I told y'all, this is just a review this week. From a psychological standpoint, there are six intrinsic desires of all men. Every man. No one is exempt if you are a man. Again, mankind. I'm not, I ain't gonna go say that. Y'all know I ain't that. All right. I'm not a psychologist, but I tell you what, I have studied. And I have, I have ample subject to study. Mm. Mm. And as y'all know, the things that I teach are always consistent with Scripture. Always consistent with scripture, whether you like it or not, but it's the scripture. Okay. See, people don't like that when, say, you know, you, the Bible says that, you know, you go to that person, you talk to that person, they don't listen. You take somebody over there, talk to them, they don't talk to them, they don't listen. And the Bible says on the third thing, Paul says, you bring them before the people and you tell them what they did. But see, we don't get to that. That's the word of God. But people get mad if you do that. If I just stick to the word of God. People get upset. Oh, you did what? See, what happens is, oh, there you go. What, what happens is, is that when we're trying to get out of the storm, see, when we're trying to get out of the storm, see, we, we, we have to be very careful. Oh. It's like you can't make up the way you want to be corrected. Just like your child can't choose the punishment. You know, you got some people, parents do that. What do you want to do? You want to do this and that? See, that tells them and shows them they still have control in how they are. Confronted. See, I'm I'm a real dad. I'm a real spiritual leader. So that's what happens a lot, right? Causes disturbance. Just let me. Just just allow me to pastor you. Let me pastor you. And anything negative come to you about your past, you should be like, what is wrong with you? Just let me. Trust me. Let me. Because you can't do you like that. Let me. All right? Amen. So I told you there are six intrinsic psychological motivations behind the cravings of men. Everyone. I told you, number one, review. Man desires security. There is an instinct, an instinctive craving for security. Psychological security. Emotional security. 
This is the reason why we, as I told you, we love money. Because it, we find security in it. Lose that job, you lose your faith. You lose your, everything that you was claiming and shouting and crying about. Not knowing that that is part. Listen, it's either a blessing or a curse. See, and the enemy lets you just do things along the path. God does not reward rebellion. It might look like it's going good. God does not reward rebellion. It don't. No. Satan does. It's called the setup. See, I can say this because I learned this. <laughs> Nobody ain't talking to me. I need a praise dancer or something. I need a praise dancer or something. I need a Jesus. Y'all got me all here all by myself. I'm going to hit all by myself. Okay. All right. Okay. Jesus. I don't want to be deceived. All right. Said it. Okay, here we go. Security. So I'm just briefly going through like security, right? The first one, right? And I told you that, right? All right. Told you bank account drop, everything, all, all, everything stop. Mm-mm, stop it right now. Include my praise, my worship, my trust, all that. I'm reading the word, everything stops. Security gone. We always need a security blanket. <laughs> I said number two was variety. Boredom kills men. See, when you're bored, your mind starts to wander and go places it shouldn't. You start exploring places and things and past and what people say. You start exploring. You become an explorer now. Everybody, Indiana Jones, we go in the cave, we find everything. We start exploring now because I'm bored. Let me think. See, she said yes. Let me think. Look, let me think about this. I know that was 10 years ago, but hold on. But who brought that thought to you? Who brought that thought to you? Why you bored? Mm. He'll bring the thought and the person. He'll bring the thought and the person. Depending on your level of maturity. Jesus, my God. Can I pass it, y'all? I'm trying to really help us. So when the storm comes, you'll have the ammo. You'll have all that you need to prepare. We like spiritual preppers. Amen. Amen. And it is a storm coming. That's part of your commission. All right. You are in a war. So guess what? All right. All right. Watch this. Boredom kills men. This is the very, listen, uh, why? Because very few people. Okay, you know yours when you hear it. Help me. Okay, here we go. I'm going to help you. All right. I'm going to bring the rod of correction. We're going to help you. That's love, son. All right. (laughs) Variety kills men. This is why few people are successful. Because the character, listen, to the pathway to success 
requires routine. Consistency. Doing certain things a certain way regardless, watch this, how you feel. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. That all right? This review, y'all. <sighs> okay. Variety must communicate newness. One of the things, that's why we listen to the news, as I told y'all. You want to hear the same news from a week ago? It's not new. Not news. I need something new. Give me something. What's going on now? What's Pelosi doing? I need to know. All right. Mm. People love variety, but they hate boredom. Number three, the third craving of all men, with no exception, is significance. Oh, this is a big one. Why do people get mad when you forget their birthday? Why do they get mad when they forget your birthday? Because it makes them feel insignificant. You have just violated one of the intrinsic cravings of men to feel significant. Mm. Nothing like a man without a job. He feels insignificant. Nothing like a man who's not producing. He feels insignificant. Naturally and spiritually. Mm. My goodness. <laughs> that is the cutest sound ever. I just love it, man. That's probably how we sound to God. That's probably how we sound to God. Mm -hmm. Oh, look at him. He's crying. Oh, it sounds so cute. Gabriel, come on over here. Come on, look at this. Look at Gabriel, look at him. Look, look at WM Ministry over here. Come on. Come on here. Look at WM. They all oh, here. They're they, they upset. They're crying. Yeah. Ain't they cute, though? Look at drooling right there. I just look at him. All day long. Start helping me. All right, you praying for me? <laughs> I think it was, he said we're his children. I, did he say we're his adults? He said he, we are his children. Love is what matures us. Mm, look at him. Look at him. They fighting over there at WM. Look at them. They got their dukes up. Look at them go. <laughs> Throwing bricks and blocks at the pastor. <laughs> I mean, for real, y'all. <laughs> Have you ever watched your children? Have you ever watched them just sit and play? Have you ever watched and studied and see what they do, how they do? Who's the boss? Somebody leading the pack in here. All right, who's the little subtle one? Just take the blow. Who is that? See, I'm just telling you, you got to look at them. God be looking at us just like that. Do y'all see that ministry over here? WM, they powerful. They submitted. Look at them. Do y'all see what they doing in the earth? So when I come, they going to be ready. Oh, my God. Woo. My goodness. My goodness. Amen. Mm, mm, mm. Mm, mm, mm. Can I say something? Okay, watch this. Everybody. 
You learn from your scars. I mean, anybody back there going to clap? I mean, you learn from your scars. What does that scar tell you? It brings something to your remembrance. First, that I'm healed. First, that I'm healed. That should be the first thing when you look. It's, it should, that scar should identify that I'm healed. See that right there? I'm just trying to tell y'all. She is growing. Conviction is the first, first step to growth. Conviction. That scar shows you, listen, there was something traumatic. There, there was something that broke your skin. Your flesh. Jesus, my God. I'm trying to get us through this thing today. But Holy Spirit, he, he said, there's a scar there, but it should remind you that I am thy healer. See, it's how we look at it. It's our perception of the spiritual realm. It's the perception of your life. It's your understanding of the purpose of God for your life. I'm saying what God is saying. I'm going to say what God has said. That keeps me covered. That keeps me not jumping in my flesh. That keeps me covered. And if I stay that way, it won't hurt you. You got a lot of pastors that hurt people. I'm not going to be that one. I'm going to tell you the truth. You're welcome. You are so welcome. See how the enemy try to pull your ear from what you need to hear? So glad you're here. So glad. That scar teaches you. That scar teaches you that stove was hot. Don't touch it. it it's there. It's a reminder for you. And what happens is if you go touch it on your own thoughts. If you, if you don't listen to your parents, don't touch the stove. If you do it anyway in defiance of that, that's your own thoughts. It, it's just a, a, a microcosm of what the things to come. Obedience is best. I need you to understand that. Get understanding of that first. Obedience, amen, is best. Your feelings will lie to you. Your emotions will lie to you. They will turn you from, listen, where you need to hear and where you need to be. Your emotions will do that. Holy Spirit leads you, guides you. Pastor leads you and guides you. That's my job. That, that scar right there, that is a reminder to me when my mother told me, do not play ball in the house. I'm probably six years old, maybe younger, maybe. I want to play. 
Not soon after that, threw that ball up, hit that thing, sliced my arm open to the white meat show. I never played ball in the house again. Caused damage because of my disobedience. Now they got to fix the light fixture because of my disobedience. See, it's a chain reaction for your disobedience. If you're disobedient, don't think you get away with it. No, you won't. You're going to be deceived. No, no, we're not. God has a built-in plan for us if we would just obey. Significance. This one is serious right here, especially for males. There is an unquenchable craving for significance. I gave you all the example last time and somebody said it was them. <laughs> you do all this hard work. <laughs> and and you, you just, I mean, you took all the time <laughs> with it. And the person coming like, boom, uh-uh, that ain't it. Did you do this? You didn't do what I asked you to do. And they get upset. I told you your next move is to either take the insult, which is my next move, to move by my flesh or to move by my spirit. And what were they really saying? Stop it before you can uh, a conflict with somebody and a misunderstanding. Stop and find out what were they really saying. Maybe because of my perspective, the lens that I look through is skewed because I'm hurt and damaged. Maybe I'm not hearing correctly. And people do that all the time. All the time. Hear the wrong thing. And then now you responded to the wrong action. And now watch what happens. Because you couldn't hear correctly. Hmm. Significance. Just like when you get an award. You don't take that award and put it under the table. You put it on the table so people can see it. A person get a PhD. You, you, they, they, they deserve to be called Dr. Whoever. Because what you're, you're, you're trivializing uh, their, their work, their 20, the 25 years of hard work. They earned that. It's the same thing as pastor. But people talk to pastors in the way they want to talk to them. You ain't talking to me. It's God that's in me. Yo, sir, Rod is dead. Died when he was 38, 57 now. Dead a long time. You ain't got no rigor mortis in me. <laughs> Glory to God. The fourth intrinsic thing that's innate in every human being is that they want to be loved and accepted. Yeah. I don't care who you are, the hardened criminal on death row, he wants to be loved and accepted. Matter of fact, he's probably there because he wasn't loved and accepted. So that's why I joined the game, because I need to be accepted. Family. They call it family. Oh, Jesus. That's why people join cults. Because we, we, we have this craving to connect. Okay. There's an inner craving to be accepted. Now, listen to this. I said it before, I'm going to say it again. One of the worst things that you could ever do to a person psychologically is to reject them. Listen, rejection, 
is giving people a false perception that they have not met the condition to be received in certain circles. All right, come on now. That's why you can't have clicks in the church. You can't have clicks in prayer meetings. You can't have clicks in ministry. Not here. Listen, rejection gives a person a false perception that they can't meet your standards. And see, people get correction and rejection mixed up. You always corrected me. Yeah, because I haven't rejected you. But you'll reject me. That's real truth right here. That's what happens. That's what happens. We get that. We get rejection and correction mixed up. And because your lens of perception of yourself, as I taught you, is incorrect and clouded. Now you're hearing and you're seeing and how you feel is all skewed. Cause you to make mistakes. Man, come on. Yeah. Already. Hey, already. Already. God really, God must really love us here. All he needs is a church that's going to listen and obey. Trying to build some soldiers in here. My goodness. Listen to this. This is the most important part right here. Rejection is giving the person a false perception that they have not met the condition to be received within a certain circle. It wrecks the epicenter of your self-worth. That's what rejection does. It represents, it, it wrecks the core of your soul. How you think, how you feel, how, listen, how you receive because of rejection. It messes the core of your self-worth. You'll, you'll sleep with me, a woman sleep with anybody. A man will treat a woman any kind of way. See, this is what we don't want the truth. Love and acceptance. This is a mistake many people make, even parenting. Parents may look forward to their children in an early age. Those seeds of rejection are planted at an early age. And, and because of divorce and certain situations, see, this is what you are. You are a product of that rejection. Listen, mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. because you didn't have the proper enforcement, the, the proper person around you. Because you can have people have divorce and still be whole. Yeah, okay, okay. But you got to know who you're dealing with on the other end. 
serious. Man, but you got it now. And you'll be able to help all your children because of the wisdom that you are required here. Amen, Dustin. <laughs> I'm ready, man. I've been working out. I'm ready. I'm ready. See, that's how we, that's how we do. That's how we do. Say that, Pastor. That's how we do, man. Love. I love y'all, man. I love y'all. Listen. No, no, no. I love y'all. Each and every one of you. God wouldn't give me this type of teaching if he didn't love you. I need y'all to see this. Y'all, this is the touch up, man. I got 42 pages. I got another time, another time, I guess. I guess there's another time. All right. Yeah, I got 42. And listen, it's it's 42 and growing. This is going to be a nice series for us, y'all. I'm telling y'all ain't ready for when I'm going to go next week. Y'all ain't ready for it next week. Y'all ain't ready. Okay, I got to leave that one right now. Love and acceptance. The fifth one was craving was growth and progress. This is why people hate delay, I said. Delay attempts to give you a report card. That is not, that is your life is not progressing. We also hate delay because it reminds us that we're going backwards. It, it takes my mind backwards. See that default mind? My goodness. <clears throat> I guess while I'm waiting, I might as well be praising. That's what the song said. I might as well be praising while I'm waiting. See, so my mind now is not clouded with other things. And the onslaught of the enemy with my past. I'm moving forward. Because forgiveness allows you to do what? Move forward. Glory to God. Okay. Growth and potential. I got to cut it short here. I can't go into all these examples. Um, okay, because um, I got to finish. I'm, I'm about here now. So it, it's just like a, a person, you know, when you graduate from school and you haven't found a job, you, you're upset, you're frustrated because there's no growth. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So, see, that's what I'm saying. Man, his desire is to grow and progress. Amen? Yeah. I don't care what, what the person, the state they do. And I said the sixth one was impact and contribution. And I tell you, impact and contribution, it's funny that people, when they um, make money like this, they become philanthropists. Uh, they want to, you, you spend all this time sacrificing millions to make millions and billions, and then once you get there, now you want to give it away. You, you, because it's, it's within, it's intrinsic, but most of us never get to that part. Most of us never get to that part, but you can see it around you. Foundation here, foundation here. You see it? And then they can be corrupt too. Mm-mm. But that's, that's, that was the sixth one. Um, so I actually probably need to stop there. And I told y'all, we, that was page, that was just a review. That was 16 of 42. So we got a lot. I got a lot more. Y'all got a lot more to receive. If y'all allow me, this is just a review. So next week, we can get into the actual, you know, more of it and just a setup. Amen? Amen. So we're going to get there.
what we got going on. All right, y'all. They came together. I won't show oh, what was happening. Oh. Oh, that power coming. I saw so much power coming. I didn't know what was happening, man. I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> I was like, maybe something going on because they don't tell me everything. You know, they always do stuff. I don't know what, what's happening. Oh, mm -mm. oh, I'm done. I'm sorry, teacher. Did I, I went over. It's okay. Well, we thank God for the word of God. Amen. Thank God the word that's able to save our soul. Can we... Let's give God a hand clap of gratitude, of sincerity, of his goodness and his mercy, for it endures forever that he will be mindful of us and how he continues to look over us and out for us. And is showing, I, I, I love the word peace. It says this, Dina is that we are to be well. Your state of being. This is peace. Well-being. This is what's going on look, throughout the world, but mainly in the body of Christ is our well-being. Our state of being is not well. Our state of being. He wants us to pause briefly to reflect on our state of being because we've been living like this look from generation to generation and it's about how you think how you process information how you reason why you feel the way you feel how you interact and then the, the most important part is how we're not having the proper relationship with God and men. Amen. He's mindful of us. And we should be very grateful that he's taking the time out. And the midst of when the enemy would bring distraction. And the word of God says, peace be still. And men of all chaos, all look, misunderstanding and pain, he says, peace. The peace that I have left with you, he is declaring well-being. I declare well-being. He said, your report, when you go to a doctor and they give you a report of your health, they say you're in good health. But what they can't tell you that you in well-being, your status report of the total sum of your wholeness of who you are. Your body, mind, and soul, your complete being is well. Oh, hallelujah. We've been, look, we've been going through some things and experiencing some things. But pals, I thank God for the shepherd that God has given this local ministry. You are that strong beacon that leads us. 
and those who are called to you will follow. Oh my God, my God, my God. Those who are called to you as a father, as Jesus said, he said, oh, who you've given me, I didn't lose one. He said, all oh, those you have given me, meaning all those who are mine. He said, Father, I haven't lost one because they're mine as the ones that you've given me. So be encouraged, man of God. You are that, you are that strong beacon of love. And those who are under you will submit and they will follow you. Hence, now and forever. Because they are yours that God has given you steward of. And they know how to hear the voice of their shepherd. And a stranger they will not follow. So we give God glory. For those who are called to WM ministry, for they will submit and they will follow. They will submit to love. They'll be governed by love. I glorify God. That's why I said, God be glorified. And let the enemy, let him be scattered. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. This was even for my good. Glory to God. Oh, you got to know how to step and stand up and erect yourself in 1 Corinthians 13 because there is no law that's against I said, that's what I did. I, I went after. This is what I did with freedom years back. Soothed her with peace. People ask freedom, how do you, not about you, but how do you love someone that when you try to love them, that they don't want to love you back? What do you do? I don't know what's wrong in my relationship with this person. I've tried, I've tried. I just don't know what it is. We found out what it is. It's evil that's between us. It's evil that's between us. But I'm going to do good. I'm going to pursue. That's what I told the person. I said, I pursue freedom. Some of the words that she would say, freedom don't mind me, John, because she delivered. <laughs> Frida said, I mean, uh, I was like, Frida, I said, we're both Christian. I mean, we should be able to talk this out. I mean, whatever. You're always trying to make things right. And, and uh, I mean, even family get, even family get in, into arguments and this and that. I said, but that don't make it right. I said, that's not functional. We're, look, we have become to being in a dysfunctional relationship with people. You're walking past and you're speaking, but you're, look, you're, look, your greeting to me is not genuine. I told the person, Frida, I said, you know what? I go, look, I go, I, I go to conflict. I said, I love conflict. 
I love it. You know why? I, you know why I love it? Because it removes all look unsaid and spoken of things. Okay. Don't just go oh hey to me. I need you to really speak to me. I went after freedom. See, and what look, see, because I was mature, I wasn't offended. And she didn't want to talk then. I said, okay, I, I said within myself, I'm coming back to her before I leave work. I went and sat down because she didn't want to talk. I came back at her desk. I said, freedom. I said, I really want to talk to you. All right. I said, you ready now? See, she had softened up a little bit. I figured I could get in. I got I got in. I mean, it's been numbers of times throughout the years. It's been about work. Because our boss would give us something, we both working on it, then it, it come out wrong, and then and because Frida was like, hey, she wanted to show who fault it was. It won't my fault. I just want to get to the result. I just want to look, make things work. Well, I just want things to make me sick because oh just da, 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 da. I said, and Lord, no, I said, Frida, her kids know, nobody know like me and her kids how Frida could get the business. She is not somebody that you want to keep going back and loving hard on. You got to be real mature to go to Frida with your love. Dina know that too, right? Okay. He is good. He's good, Frida. <laughs> but I love on her because guess what? I saw Beyond the feelings, I saw that she was broken. And when we began to really talk, I said, can you walk out? We walked out to my car. And the thing about it, because that's what I felt more was hard and not the words that she was saying. And I felt that, I said, we found that we had, look, we had the same amount of kids, the same gender of the kids, same trouble that we felt in, and our past life, trials and tribulation, Come on now, we're believers. Let's walk through this together. When we got through talking, she said, can I ask you a question? I said, yeah. She said, can I give you a hug? I said, you sure can. But that's what peace does. It pursued. I went after. I won't go give up that, look, you maybe had a problem with me or whatever. I, I didn't care. I knew that you, look, if I know you profess yourself to be a believer, I'm accountable to hold you up to that. Love never fails. And never fails. Never fails. I'm a peacemaker. <laughs> Woo!